Lisa Salters, where does the story begin for you? Uh, Well, this story begins for me back in July when I uh, went to Houston, Texas, to the campus of Rice University. All right, Speedy. Got it. We're good? Okay. Uh, So just tell me what what was... And I was there to interview a young man, a young athlete, by the name of Gabriel Taylor. Can you hear me fine? He's got you mic'd up there and there. Oh. Gabriel plays safety for the Rice Owls. He's about to start his junior season. And one of the very first questions that I asked him was to describe for me the most memorable game that he has ever played. Most memorable game for you? What would you say that was? Pick the right one. Pick the right one. The one you got right now. What you got? What you got? Louisiana Tech. (laughs) I was going to say that game. I was going to say that game. See, I I picked right. I was just (laughs) waiting for you to pick the right one. I was going to say that game because I was the first one. I was like, that better ones. But that was the most memorable one. Why? That that went viral because that was on his death day. When Gabriel says that was his death day, he's referring to the death of Sean Taylor, his half-brother. Uh, I think you probably remember, Emily, who Sean Taylor was, a Pro Bowl safety for the Washington football team. Looking over the middle, fires, it's picked off. Sean Taylor with it, off to the races, 40, to the 30-yard line, out of bounds. His fifth interception of the year, Sean Taylor gets it. That play right there will send him to the Pro Bowl. Sean Taylor was a former star at the University of Miami, and in 2007, he was tragically killed during a burglary at his home. Miami-Dade police are confirming that at approximately 1.46 a.m., Sean Taylor was shot inside a residence. A family is mourning a son and a football team, one of its up-and-coming defensive players. Washington Redskins safety Sean Taylor died this morning at a Miami hospital after being shot in his Florida home. Gabe was about six years old at the time that Sean Taylor was killed. Uh, And he says he has a lot of vivid memories of everything associated with his brother. But of course, at the top of the list is this persona of this football player. Also near the top of the list, that game that he played on the 14th anniversary of Sean's death. A lot of emotions that game. Didn't listen to no music. I had headsets on, but I didn't want to talk to nobody. Cried before the game, cried after the game. Yeah, emotional day for me. For Gabriel, it represented how intertwined his own life is with the career of his big brother, Sean Taylor, and his legacy. Sean Taylor was one of the most gifted and respected defensive players of his generation. And his 2007 death during a burglary gone wrong rocked the NFL. But with a new college football season kicking off in earnest this weekend, another chapter in the Taylor family legacy is being written. So today, Lisa Salters brings us the story of Gabriel Taylor, how he's learning to step out of his older brother's shadow and keep Sean's spirit alive one snap at a time. I'm Emily Kaplan, 
It's Friday, September 1st. This is ESPN Daily. Delicious meat nutritious. In the snack that packs of real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Trust me, I've been eating them like there's no tomorrow all week. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you, like me, are on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries, whatever it may be. Well, the good news is, not only are Wonderful Pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Okay, Lisa, so you reported this story on Gabriel Taylor. He's a safety for Rice University. And as you alluded to in the open, Gabriel's story actually begins with someone else's story, and that's his older brother, Sean Taylor. Remind us about Sean Taylor. Who was he? Sean Taylor was one of the best safeties uh, probably to ever play the game. Uh, like we said, he was is Gabriel Taylor's half-brother, Sean was 18 years older than Gabriel. They have different mothers, so again, they're half-brothers. Sean was a dominant player at Gulliver Prep High School in Miami, then went on uh, to be a star at the University of Miami. Lynch coming right up the middle, got a man, and throws interception, and that's going to be returned by Sean Taylor for a Miami touchdown. You're just looking at the number one draft choice from Miami. Widely considered just to be a once-in-a-lifetime talent. Uh, he won a national championship at Miami in 2001. He was drafted uh, by Washington first in the first round in 2004, the fifth overall pick. And he's going to come up short. Oh! Sean Taylor! Oh, it's intercepted. It is intercepted. Great pick. Tremendous pick. Sean, Sean Taylor's got a game over. Uh, we talked to our colleague, Ryan Clark, who was, in fact, a teammate of Sean Taylor's. And Ryan just described just how, during that time, defensive players who were playing the game, they wanted to be like Sean Taylor. They wanted their games to emulate his. And many people thought that Sean Taylor was on a track that would eventually land him in the Hall of Fame. That's how good he was. What was it like for Gabriel, though, to grow up with such a high-profile brother? Well, when you talk to Gabriel, he describes his big brother, Sean, as being this football star that he knew he was aware of that. But he said to him, he was just Sean. It's different from me because that's my brother. And it's like everybody sees him as Sean Taylor, one of the greatest of all time. I just see him as Sean. You can imagine a kid who is 18 years younger, you know, Gabriel's four, five years old. His big brother is playing in the NFL. When I was younger, I would watch film every single day of him. Is it true that you used to wear Sean's helmet when you played? 
No, I wear Sean's helmet in the house, not when I play. Oh, in the, in the house. house. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking, wouldn't that be too big for you? I just, I just want to be in that, see what it feels like to be in the helmet. Feel what people coming across the slant looked at. He was proud of him. He looked up to him. And Gabriel's mom, Simone, showed us a jersey that Sean actually gave to Gabriel. It says, to my baby brother, Gaby, with love from your big bro, Sean Taylor, number 21. I keep this in his closet. So when he comes home, he opens the closet, he has it right there. And it's probably one of his most cherished possessions still to this day. He looked up to him like an older brother and could have been a father figure as well. We were close. We work out. Everything he did, I did. My dad didn't care what age I was. I was going to get it in. I would take him to a, what I call a football field. And so Sean would be out there doing some drills. And I said, OK, Gabe, jump in and do the drills. I said, oh, yeah, Sean, he work, he's working too, just like we all work. I mean, he was doing the same drills at the same, not the same tempo, but he was, he was coordinated. That's what we do, we make him work. How much of Sean's career was Gabriel able to witness firsthand? He does have memories of watching his big brother play. Uh, One of the most vivid memories he says that he has was from the playoffs in 2006. Back in a jammed pack. Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida for the Redskins and the Bucks. Perfect football. Washington was playing at Tampa Bay. First down at the 34. Williams, no place to go. There was a play, a pileup on a Bucks running play. The ball pops out of Cadillac Williams' hands. Redskins say the ball is loose and they got it. Still it was recovered by a Washington lineman. He takes off, but then he gets stripped. The ball's bouncing on the turf. Picked up by the Skins. Sean Taylor comes flying in, scoops it up, and scores. Sean Taylor is gone for the touchdown. That is visions of last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. And what he does next is something that Gabriel says he will always remember. Sean gets fumbled for TD, hands the ball to you in the stands. Do you remember that moment? Yes. Uh, it's, 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 It's just, it's a playback. I get that playback every once in a while. Like, I'm on the side, on their sideline behind the bench. It's just me looking to my right with my dad next to me, and he just hands me the ball. Why do you think it's so right there for you? I have no idea. I just remember every single time. But as we know, Lisa, this family story took a devastating turn. Tell us what happened to Sean Taylor. Well, it was the early morning hours of November 26, 2007. From what police were able to put together, several men kind of came up with a plan to rob the home of Sean Taylor because they believed that Sean Taylor wouldn't be at home at that time. And they also believed that because he was an NFL player, that he was likely to have a lot of money in his home. Again, uh, according to police, these robbers didn't think that Sean Taylor was going to be at home because Washington 
had a game that night. But what they didn't know was that Sean Taylor was injured at the time. He was rehabbing his way back from an injury, was not at the game, but was in fact at his residence in Miami when the robbery took place. So when these armed robbers came into Sean Taylor's home, they kicked down the doorway to his bedroom and found him and his girlfriend and their child inside. Two shots were fired and one of those shots hit Sean Taylor in the leg, severing a femoral artery, causing massive blood loss. It was early morning, got a call and something you couldn't believe. I mean, it was real tough. On that day, I lost a son. And Sean Taylor died the next day at the hospital because of that gunshot wound. He was just 24 years old. It's absolutely gutting. I remember the coverage, the way it affected not just the NFL community, but the way it was covered around the world. But Gabriel, on like a more intimate level, he's just six years old at the time of his brother's death. That's so young. How did he experience it? What did his family tell him about what was going on? Well, he says that he remembers knowing that something was wrong. Uh, but he, you know, again, he's six years old. So death to him was something that he had never really experienced before. What do you remember about that? Uh, people crying, like people crying and not understanding why. Uh, I do remember at the funeral. I know for sure. Uh, I was sitting down, all the coaches talking, players talking, uh, looking to the right, people crying, looking at my cousin and thinking like, why is she crying? I don't know if I ever really explained it to her. I really don't think I had. I mean that um, I was so devastated that I think somebody else had to explain it to her. And I don't really think we ever talked about it. I mean, um, to be honest with you, I know he knows that he passed, but I don't think I ever talked to him about it. You know, because of his, it's, it's, it's a lot of pain. One day we were, I was watching the, the news and he was sitting next to me on his laptop and then he just started crying. And I turned around, I'm like, what is wrong? What are you crying for? Like he was bawling. So he said, Sean, Sean is not coming back anymore, mom. I said, baby, I know. And I hugged him and I, then I started to explain to him what, what death was and how that even though he's not here, that you still have to be the best person you could be and that your brother loved you with everything that he had when he had the chance to love you. And now you have to just be the best person you could be for him. So what were some of the ways that he was able to process the death? Well, as you can imagine, it, it was very difficult. Uh, here was a kid, a little kid, just, you know, barely six years old, dealing with the loss of his big brother, his hero. Um, and he said oftentimes, if someone even mentioned Sean's name, all he really would do is cry. He missed his big brother so much. It was hard to go to the grave sites. And it was just hard to, if you mentioned Sean's name, I would tense up, freeze up, anxiety would just kick in. And I just would not speak. It was stun me, uh, wouldn't talk. 
stutter or if I just couldn't talk, I'll just cry. And Gabriel's mom described one scene that was particularly moving. He came into my room early one Sunday morning with his coloring book, and he said, um, Mom, could we color? I said, yeah, sure. So I let him up on the bed, and he, he's coloring. I'm watching him and just smiling. And then he's like, you know, I really wish Sean was here with me. And I said, you miss him? He said, yes, but you don't understand. I said, understand what? Explain to me, like, what's going on? How are you feeling? He said, Mom, when I'm on the field, Sean is with me. I feel him when I'm running in my legs. He's in my legs with me. When I hit, he's in my chest. When I catch the ball, I feel him in my arms. I was like, wow. He says, he wants me to be great. He wants me to be great. After the break, Gabriel turns his attention to greatness, but finds the memory of his big brother to be as intimidating as it is inspiring. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you people wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first one or for your fashionista mom who likes to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate with them both. You can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to, say, 100 bucks and below. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything. Or even pre-wrapped gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So, what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. The NFL schedule drops this week, kiddos, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Lisa, after Sean passed, I remember the Washington franchise having a very public mourning for him, honoring him in a game at FedEx Field. As you know, we lost a wonderful member of our Redskins family this week when Sean Taylor tragically lost his life at the age of 24. Please join us in a moment of silence as we honor his memory. How did Gabriel and his family experience that period of public mourning? Gabriel remembers being there, uh, remembers how the team handed out towels with Sean's number printed on them. And I, uh, I think we might all remember as well seeing those towels being waved in the stands. Remembering Sean Taylor, number 21, being honored around the NFL on this first Sunday 
of December. Gabriel was there with, with everyone else from his family, and he, in fact, still has that towel from that day, and it's something that he says that he sleeps with still every night. This is the towel I got after Sean's death. Um, you see how old it is. That stains on it. I'm never going to wash this. I leave it right here every time I sleep on the corner of my bed, bed frame, and it's going to be everywhere I go, everywhere I sleep. I mean, he's sleeping with the towel every night. His brother's legacy is clearly ever-present in his life. What was it like for Gabriel trying to navigate his own path as an athlete? Well, I think that that came with challenges as well. Gabriel was actually a two-sport athlete when he was younger. He played basketball and football. And for a time, he, he focused mainly on basketball. He didn't really say why. Uh, really couldn't put his finger on why, but, you know, it, it probably wouldn't be a stretch to think that maybe just football was too much for him when, when he was really young. Can you kind of elaborate on what being Sean Taylor's little brother and playing safety at the same school, what all of that was like for you? I knew all eyes was on me. I had a chance to pick his number, but I didn't want to wear it because of pressure. Because if I failed, if I did terrible that football season, it was going to hurt. It's going to look bad on me. I feel embarrassed. What does that feel like for you to maybe feel like you're being compared? Everything I do is always Sean is 6'3", but you're smaller than Sean. You're not, you don't weigh as much as him. It's always that. Like, I don't get the credit I deserve from everybody. That must get tiring. 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 But it does make me hungry, though. There came a time that he decided to get back into football. Uh, and I think a lot of that was to honor his brother, Sean. So when he was in high school, uh, a senior in high school, he started playing football again full time uh, for the first time in a long time. He was 18 years old in 2019, a safety at Gulliver Prep High School, the same high school that Sean went to, playing on the same field that Sean played on, a field uh, that had been named since after his brother, the Sean Taylor Memorial Field. So how did it go for Gabriel on the field? He was outstanding. He balled out. In the second game, I was my first pick that game. And I was like, yeah, it felt good. Everybody was went crazy. I was like, yeah, let's play for real now. And then after that, I got pick six after pick six after pick six after pick six after pick six. I keep going. How many did you have your senior year? I had six. Six pick six, ten picks. Ten picks. Eleven games. Remember, he played just one season, his senior year, just one season of high school football and began catching the eye of colleges across the country and eventually uh, settled on Rice University in Houston, Texas. Gabriel accepted a scholarship to play for the Rice Owls. So as Gabriel's embarking on his own career, he's trying to make a name for himself at Rice University. How present was the memory of his brother, Sean, in his day-to-day -day life? Well, I think... If you, when you're Gabriel Taylor and you're a safety playing football and everyone knows who your big brother was, the comparisons are gonna come. I think there's a part of Gabriel that 
kind of uh, wishes that the, the comparisons weren't always there. But I think with time, he's come to realize that he doesn't have to be Sean. Sean is a part of him. It's his big brother, uh, his inspiration, but he plays his own game. Sean Ward, number 26 in college, uh, and Gabriel had to decide if he was going to do the same. When I got to college, there was just even more comparisons. I knew what it came with, but I was ready. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna wear 26. I wanna see what it feels like to be with the real pressure. Like, bring the pressure on, bring the comparison. Like, it, it is what it is. But even as he tries to kind of forge his own path as, a, as an athlete, as a football player, a, as a safety, like his brother Sean, there are still those reminders uh, of Sean and of Sean's legacy. Like uh, his second year at Rice, uh, when Washington retired Sean Taylor's jersey number. Please join us as we celebrate the life and legacy of Washington Ring of Fame member, two-time Pro Bowler, and beloved alumni, Sean Taylor, and commemorate his lasting impact and influence. It was in October uh, of 2021, and Gabriel and the entire family was there to see Sean Taylor's jersey number retired. Having that scene of everybody saying, we want, we want you, you look just like Sean, you play just like Sean, uh, just having that feeling again and like knowing like, yeah, people are watching me, so I can't let them down. And I told him, I said, son, what would your legacy be when you get through doing all this? When football is over and you're not doing it anymore, what would you, what would you leave behind? What would your coaches say about you? How do you want to be remembered? So he's tapping even deeper into this connection with his brother and his brother's legacy. But this is happening right as he's trying to find his place on the Owls roster and establish himself there as a college football player. So how did that season play out for him? He struggled a little bit. Uh, it was an adjustment. Uh, the college game is different. The defenses are more complex. Uh, than the defenses that they play in high school. So it really was just an adjustment for him. But five weeks after going to Washington and seeing the team retire Sean's jersey, uh, came that date that we spoke about at the beginning of the show, November 27, 2021. Um, it was the 14th anniversary of Sean's death. And it was the first time that Gabriel had actually played a game on that date. Uh, November 27th, the date that Sean Taylor died. The Rice Owls were playing Louisiana Tech at home, uh, and it was a very meaningful moment for Gabriel. I was like, prayed, uh, Sean, I know you're here. It's only a big moment. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna be at what point? Gabriel could sense uh, that he was going to have a moment in this game. He, he was praying to, to Sean, and he just knew that somehow that he was going to have an opportunity to make a play in this game. He didn't know when, but at some point in the game, he knew that he was going to have a chance uh, to make an impact. 
And it ended up being uh, a back and forth game. Rice overcame a double digit deficit in the fourth quarter. Third and goal from the three. Fake, blitz, throwing, touchdown. Cedric Patterson on the slant. He got inside Cedric Woods and Rice takes the lead with 101 left. With about a minute to play, Rice took a 35 to 31 lead. But when Louisiana Tech got the ball back, they started marching down the field. And with 24 seconds left, Louisiana Tech is on Rice's 33 yard line. It's second down. They're threatening to pull off a game winning drive. And that's when Gabriel had his moment. I'm man, though. I'm going the best player. And then for some reason, in like that six or seven second span, I let go my man and I'm just running to a spot, literally to a spot. Like I, I, like I do stuff like I just can't speak of because it's so hard to understand. I have a hard time understanding like why did I do this? So I just run to that spot. I look up, the ball is in the air. Just caught it. Head flushed out, head all sorts of time. He's going to throw it back across his body. Intercepted. Gabe Taylor has a second straight week with an interception. Instinct? Most likely, I'll say instinct. But I just think that the moment was supposed to be for that moment. So you left your assignment. (laughs) Where you were supposed to be, right? He was. He was close. <laughs> he was close. <laughs> but you went. You went off script. Off script. I'll say that off script. And do you know what made you? Like I said, I do stuff. Stuff happens to me. Like I can't explain. Could you feel him? I could feel him. And, and what did that feel like? I can't explain. It's so hard to explain. Nine Smith, our safety, he was like, Gabe, you did it. Like, this is your moment, guy. Like, he was like, it's your moment. And then I realized what has happened. Like, I got an interception on his death day. And then I just broke down the tears right there. And then wiped them off. And then went back to the uh, sideline happy. Once I got to the locker room, just broke down crying. And then uh, Colin Spencer, who was our DB coach just hugged me. I just broke down crying, and then it was breaking up. I just went to my locker and just put a towel over my head. You said that you talked to him sometimes. Were you talking to him, to Sean, then, that day? Do you remember some of the things you said? Mm Mm-hmm. Can you tell me? Thank you. But there's more, but the big one is thank you. Thank you for what? This path you set. This pressure you put on me. It just made me better. Gabriel there is saying the pressure that his brother put on him made him better. How did that shape the rest of his career, his outlook going forward? 
Well, I think it it all just kind of reaffirmed that he was doing that he's doing what he should be doing, playing football. Uh, remember, he was a standout in high school in just one season. Then he gets to college and struggles a little bit, like a lot of freshmen do. And then comes that jersey retirement ceremony where Sean's jersey is retired in Washington. And I think that that really helped Gabriel tap back into what Sean's legacy is and how it has fueled him and, and motivated him. Uh, and so in the wake of that, the Louisiana Tech game then comes along and he has that big interception to end the game. That was a, just kind of a, an, another spark for him, more validation that, you know, he, he is, I am not Sean, but I'm here to continue the story. I think that that was just uh, crucial in him feeling like he belonged on this team. He belongs on a football field. Uh, and he went on to earn all conference honorable mention uh, that year. And by the time the 2022 season came around, Gabriel had emerged as a full-time starter for the Owls and really a key contributor. He, he's now considered to be one of the best players on that defense uh, heading into his junior season. So he still has some college career ahead of him. What are his goals at this point? Well, when he and I talked about it, uh, you know, I asked him, you know, the same thing, you know, where does he want to go from here? You know, he, he just says, I want to finish the story. What do you want people to know about Gabriel Taylor? I'm going to finish the story. What does that mean? I'm going to get to the league and finish the legacy. He believes that the ending has not been written yet. The NFL is something that you want. That's a goal of yours. Mm -hmm. And why do you think you're, why do you think you can achieve that? Because I know that, like, I'm one of the ones that are going to go get it. Like, I know that it's right there. And I know I'm one of the best players in college football, for sure. And there's no doubt in my mind. You know, what he decides to do next, whether it's the NFL, I'm not sure how realistic that is. Not sure how closely NFL scouts are watching him right now, but he has a couple more years of eligibility left. And this is a kid who was fueled with confidence right now. And in his mind, uh, he's going to finish this story. And in his mind, he's going to finish it in the NFL. What struck me about Gabriel is about how he has grown into this identity that he now has. At first, it seemed like when he was younger, he was a little bit intimidated by the legacy of his big brother, Sean. And now it seems like he embraces that. He's fueled by that. He's honored to carry on the story. So this is a, a young man who is kind of growing up and becoming his own guy. He's not worried about being compared to his hero big brother anymore. He loves his big brother. He's proud of him and his legacy. He just wants to add to it. But this is a, this, a story about uh, a little brother um, who's looking to honor the big brother that he lost way too soon. Lisa, it's such a sad but beautiful story. Thank you so much for reporting on it. Absolutely. You can check out Lisa Salter's Outside the Lines story on Gabriel Taylor today on the 1 p.m. edition of SportsCenter or afterwards on ESPN's YouTube channel.
I'm Emily Kaplan. This has been ESPN Daily. Our show is produced by Bradford Craig, Alexander Hyacinth, Mike Johns, Heather Lombardo, Ryan Nantel, Mike Philbrick, Andre Soto, Andy Tennant, and Aaron Vale. A special thanks this week to Scott Sikowski, Deontay Epps, and Jackson Ogello. We'll talk to you on Monday.